Welcome to the Cocktail Lovers Podcast. I'm Sandra. And I'm Gary. And together, we are the Cocktail Lovers. We're a married couple and we've been writing about cocktails for the past 12 years. But this is the place where we'll be talking about cocktails. We're going to be talking about products. We're going to be talking about books. And we're going to be talking about the bars that we love and we think that you'll love too. We'll also be checking in with some of the biggest names in the industry and asking them to share their top tips with us to help you up your mixing game at home. We like to think of ourselves as your new best friends cocktail wise so let's hear what's on the show this week at last we can say see ya to winter and a very warm hello there to spring and we're buzzing with excitement not least because we're sampling beeble a honey infused whiskey created with a little help from a whole lot of bees we're also making a refreshing G&T with small boosted gin, a spirit that may be small in size, but promises to be big on taste. And talking of size, we open up the mighty book, which is the Oxford Companion to Spirits and Cocktails from David Wondrich. As for bars, we step into Seed Library, a brand new opening which feels just like a home from home and an exceptionally cool home at that. Plus, we have a special sponsored interview with Jeff Robinson, Global Brand Ambassador for Santa Teresa 1796 Rum, who tells us about the beauty of the rum and a new initiative for bartenders. First, though, we are the cocktail lovers, so we're going to make a very special cocktail. Right, there are two reasons for my drink's choice this week. One of them is in one of our earlier episodes, we reviewed a vodka called Dimmer's. Oh, yeah? Yes, and I refer to Dimmer as a woman. I thought Dimmer was a she. But actually, I've since met Dimmer in person And I can confirm that it's very much a man. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, right, good. So so he had a good laugh about it, but in all in good spirit. So this is to just correct it and let you know that Dimas is a man. But also, Dimas vodka is a Ukrainian vodka. It's always nice to talk about drinks, but also to address some serious things as well. And this is to show our support for... Ukraine and to Dimmer and his family. So we wanted to do a recipe with his lovely vodka. And the one that I'm going for is called the Ukrainian Fizz. All right, perfect. So what we take is 30 mils of Dimmer's vodka. So 60 mils. And we mils. really did like this vodka. Yeah, really, really it was good. Really nice. Yes. So 60 mils in total. That's my 50 mil and an extra little 10, just to keep it all perfect. (laughs) Measure, measure, measure. Measure, measure, measure. And then we have 10 mils of lemon juice, freshly squeezed, which I've already done. So that's 20 mils. I can vouch for that. I saw you doing it. Yeah, 20 mils in total. Then... We have some limoncello. Oh, limoncello. Which we actually bought back from one of our holidays. Yeah, many a year ago. But, <laughs> but it's still good. Yeah, we've only, good. you've only just cracked this open. Yes. Haven't you? So yes. It's not very often that we get a call. No, it's really so good to be able to yeah. use this, actually. So 20 mils of the limoncello. Mm-hmm. 
And then three slices of cucumber, so six in total, which right. we add in here to yeah. the, okay. into our shaker. Right. And then we get the ice. The all important ice. Indeed, indeed. Put some ice. Right. Oh, our lovely Ukrainian fizz. The fizz is coming in a little while, don't worry. In case you're thinking, she said fizz. What's fizzy about that? <laughs> we're shaking up. Good action now. Indeed, you do. So that's why we're yeah. giving it a bit of an extra shake. Okay. And then we're going to double strain this because, of course, we have got the cucumber in the bowl. So there'll have been some bits flying yes, off from exactly. that, won't they? Yeah. So we'll just pour those. We're, actually, you can use it in flutes. We're actually going a bit rogue and having it in some wine glasses. I like, actually, I like fizz kind of cocktails in wine glasses. Because yeah. I think, you you know, I don't know if, what it does for the bubbles, but it's, it opens up the aroma, which I really yeah, like. Yeah, it's just quite nice. And so now well, let's, comes hope, the fizz. <laughs> yeah. let's hope this bottle right, behaves back, itself. All right. Oh, perfect. What so you can use anything. You can yeah. use the sparkling wine. Again, we wouldn't go for Prosecco. That would probably be too sweet. Yeah. Sparkling wine, some Carver, Cremant, or particularly because we are toasting Ukraine, we've gone for some champagne. And this Excellent. is just... How much roughly are you putting in? I know you're topping it up. But it's supposed to be 90 mils, but okay. I've gone a little bit more. 90 mils per serve. Yeah. So that's for you. You can Thank garnish. You Maybe you could garnish it with some cucumber or some yeah. lemon if okay. you want to echo the theme. So. And as they say in Ukraine, budmor. 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 That's let us be. And this is to our friends and people in Ukraine. And let's hope yeah. things get better very soon. Of course. Absolutely. To donate, go to UNICEF, Red Cross or the Emergency Appeal for Ukraine. And we'll have all of the websites in our show notes. And also, of course, do buy a bottle of Dimas Vodka. Right, so I've thrown open the doors of the drinks cabinet. Yes. And I am going for something called Beeble Original. What is that then? Yeah. Well, I think the clue is, <laughs> is in, in the B. The B of the Beeble. And the other clue is that it's got a lovely little illustration on the bottle of a bee. Okay. So, so I think what we're, we're is getting it? the clues here. So actually, there's a lovely little backstory that I want to share about this. Um, going back 10 years, a couple, I don't know if they are a couple or a couple of friends, but anyway, Matt and Nicola, they had this hive. They had a single hive, beehive, in North Wiltshire, and they made a little bit of honey and they used it for their toast and they gave some to their friends. But what they were getting annoyed about was the fact that when the f the honey was scraped from the frames that you know you see these frames taken out beehives mm. with the, the honey on there was a lot of honey still left and they didn't want to waste it so they very cleverly dipped these frames into some whiskey as you do <laughs> <laughs> well why not Is wow it, so had they had any drinks experience before or not, this not was just of, something no. okay no i think they just sort of thought you know got honey, honey whiskey, whiskey. That's why a good, not good, good combo yeah so they did that and they found this was rather delicious and it's 
become a business. And, okay. Uh, how how old? Are they? How old? The so company? yeah, this was ten years ago. So they've been going ten, ten, years. 10 years. So wow. they, this is we're we're going to taste what they call the original, which is the 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 honey and the whiskey, but they also do a rum now and they do a vodka and all sorts of other things. And I just want to tell you one fact that blew me away when I I saw this, just before we get into the all all important tasting. As I say, they started with one hive. Ten years on, they've got 130 hives. Blimey. And how many bees do you think live in a single colony and a hive any any idea well i know it's a lot but how many i mean god i i wouldn't even know where to start your mind yeah so there's in one colony there are sixty thousand honeybees so with the total amount they've got this adds up to (laughs) i'm so rubbish (laughs) at maths a lot of bees eight million bees are working away those worker bees eight million bees to bring us this this uh this spirit what a celebration we should do them justice Mm. and it's a 50 cl bottle as i said it's got a lovely illustration of a little little bee on it so they're still using the main honey for whatever they were doing before and this is the residue honey that you were talking about before or are they using all of the honey now Um, i don't know for sure right but looking at their website they produce lots of other things now there's sort of as well as the the three spirits i've mentioned they produce sort of uh, beauty products and i think candles and things Mm. like that so it's a full-on operation but those bees sure are working yeah (laughs) (laughs) actually i'm just going to give this a little Oh, is there some sediment? A little bit of sediment, so I want to do it justice. So which one have you chosen? I've gone for the the original, which is the whiskey. Oh, right, okay. I think you said, actually. And uh, let's just... Giving you what they call a healthy measure. Yeah, and I would imagine that with the honey... It will be a nice, accessible way for people to, to enjoy whiskey, eh? Yeah, I mean, it is a classic combo, mm. really, isn't it? You think of a hot toddy and things mm. like that. Let's have a little... Mmm. That smells quite sweet, mm. obviously. From I say obviously, from the honey. Mm. You Have you had a taste? I have had a taste. And it is quite sweet. It's very round. It's very mellow. And obviously, that's what you expect mm. because the, the honey has tempered the the whiskey yeah the the whiskey it's very accessible mm. and very very sippable and nice i Actually, think very you pleasant literally took the words out of my mouth i was going to say sippable mm. yeah because it's 30 percent abv so it's not it's not super face. strong yeah exactly. no, but it is, it's really rather delish. yeah exactly yeah. and you don't need to do anything to this i mean i don't know if they you know you said that you've looked on the the website and things have they got recipes they've or got, they're just yeah they had they've got cocktail recipes oh, on right, okay uh, they, funny enough i mentioned a hot toddy earlier and they, they they've got hot toddy mm. recipe but yeah, but like you, you I don't could need anything. Quite happily, just yeah. sip this. But actually, I can see on a, on another sip that it would make a nice addition to something. So you could bolster another cocktail with it, or use it as an ingredient, or as a base. Actually, yeah. so be fun so, to play around with sort of yeah. whiskey style cocktails, but with this, you know, I don't know, like an old fashioned, mm. or maybe even a. Man- it doesn't. Man- it doesn't have a very long finish. It's it's quite simple in that way that. It's it's lovely up front, but it doesn't have a super long finish. But it's very lovely introduction to whiskies for people, I think, mm. and also just something really nice, simple, and 
easy for people to enjoy. It is. And it is, as I say, this is a 50cl bottle. It's £32. And you can get details from their website, which is Beeble.buzz or <laughs> dot buzz. I, I love like that. that. <laughs> or indeed from the cocktaillovers.com. Right, there's a bit of a trend going around at the moment for what are now known as boosted gins. Boosted? Yeah, absolutely. Boosted gins. So they're they're actually concentrated gins, and the idea of them is that you use less of the product for a bigger taste. So actually what happens is, even though the one that we're going to talk about actually, and quite a few of them, they're about 43% ABV, which is a lot, but you use much less of the product in your glass. So if you use about 10% of that in your glass... You've got these enhanced botanicals that give you all of this ginny, ginny, super hi-fi type taste of of gin, but less of it. So this is the idea. So they're called boosted gins. The one that we have today is from a company called Koska. They are based in Finland and they started their business actually in 2019, launched the products in 2020. The one that they started with was called Koska, I think, Kaska. And it was a casual spirit drink. So again, it's sort of low ABV, very much about mindful drinking. They acknowledge the fact that people want to have a drink, but also the fact that we should be a bit more conscious about what we're doing. So this is very much in that same vein. Um, It's called Small or smell. I'm not quite sure because it's in, well, it's got the SMA, but with the little donut on the top. So it, I think that means it's a sort of O sound. So it should be small. And that's what it is. It's a small bottle. Um, So actually it comes in at 200 mil. So not only are you getting concentrated flavor, they've actually got smaller bottles, these products. Which is, you know, quite interesting. We'll it see. Makes it stand out. In it a definitely kind does of way. stand yeah. out. And yeah. I'm, I'm really intrigued by it because I haven't tried it. And I really wanted us to try this live so we could we um, see what it's all about. But before we get to the taste, I just want to talk a little bit more about the company. As I said, they're based in Finland and it's two friends, Fred and Itu. And they've started this company called Koska, and that means because in in Finnish. And what they mean is because they want people to drink better and be more conscious, and because they want to make a positive change in the in the world of drinks. Right. And they're actually putting their their money where their mouths are because they're actually donating quite a lot of the profits from each of their drinks to good charities. So depending on the ABV of the product, they donate that amount to a charity, which is a really lovely thing. And you can go on their website and find out all of the things that they're they're doing. They're very transparent about everything. And that's how they mean to go on. So I expect they're going to have quite a few um, different products. So as well as the gin, they've got a boosted aperitivo. And I think there's probably other things in the making, but we want to go with the gin. Okay. So as I mentioned, that the bottle is a really beautiful, dinky 200 mil size. But what's also nice, it has this wonderful detachable cap 
that is actually recyclable, but it also is a 10 mil measure. Ah. So you can measure out Clever. the amount. Exactly. We love it. And then it's got a, a lovely cork inside. Yeah. So yeah, there you there are. You and very handy. We've so got our 10 mil. So serve. 10 mil. But this is instead of what would you normally be using, 25 or? Yeah. I mean, most people, to be honest, in the gin and tonic, yeah. they probably have 50 mil, yeah, don't they? Double. So yeah. this is 10 mil, which equates to 2% alcohol. Okay. Right. Yeah. So a lot of math going on. Yeah. Thing. So yeah. it's five times less than your traditional G and T. Right. So we've got 10 mil in your glass mm -hmm. so what we're doing uh, unusually we're not tasting this on its own no you are going to make a a g and t yeah, yeah right. but yeah before we actually put the tonic in maybe you can have a smell just mm -hmm. to see what you think of it it's yeah. because you know it's supposed to have all of these wonderful um gin botanicals and things mm -hmm. does it is well. it ginny to you very much so, yeah. Let me mm -hmm. pass that back to you. Yeah, it's as you say, there's only a little what's that the equivalent of a couple of teaspoons you put in there? Yeah, and, uh, it's got a okay. big old nose on it. Mm -hmm. So we'll put some ice in and then some tonic water. There's the sound effect the anticipation. There. <laughs> um, give it a little stir, yeah. Just to make sure it all marries up, because that's very uh, yeah, important. Yeah, you don't want that just sitting at the bottom. No. That's very important. Well, in any drink, but particularly in this. Yeah, exactly. And then they say to garnish with um, lemon and also a sprig of rosemary. We don't have rosemary today, but I'm sure that this yeah. will do the job the lemon, anyway. The lemon. Cheers. Cheers. So what do we think? Well, it's definitely a G&T. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny because um, sometimes you're not quite sure whether you get more of the tonic water or if it's more of the actual taste of the product. Yeah. But I do think that you are, you're definitely getting a G&T yeah, here, a I lighter G&T, definitely. Yeah. But it's when you think about it, when you think it's only 2% alcohol in here. I'm mm. just trying to think out loud here, but you could argue that you could just do, maybe just take a strong gin generally. And use and less use, of it? Use less. But I guess I what they're saying so. is they've crafted this to be of a different kind of intensity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that if you took a different gin and, and only used, you know, the equivalent of the mm. 10%, you're not really going to yeah. get much. I think, I think that is important because that, that's what crossed my mind. Yeah. yeah. And I think yeah. it will do with a lot of people. It's like, well, do we need this particular product? They're really proud of the fact that they're distilling in a really different way mm. to get these products boosted and enhanced yeah. for for their G&T. Um, so it's is a unique gonna... still method yeah. to boost the botanicals. So this thing boosted, this is a word do you think we're going to start hearing more? I think more so. Of, There's yeah. a few brands that are already doing it, and they all seem to be serving it in 20 mil bottles, you know. So, mm. in in fact, for the price, this is um, 16, almost 17 pounds. But when you think if it was a 70 mil bottle, that's quite expensive. But 70, 
CL. 70 CL yeah. bottle, okay, and yeah. And this is a 20 CL. 20 CL, yeah. 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 So um, it's small for the price, mm. pun intended, but actually, you know, if you were scaling it up, it does become quite expensive. But it's a unique product, so I guess it's all about the methods that you use to make it. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, exactly. So thumbs up. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and I think, you know, as we say, for G&T lovers, this is not having a non-alk drink. It's no, a little it's... bit of, of booze, but not too much to to. And to I think that's appealing things. to a lot of people, me included, where you don't always want to go completely no alcohol, but you do want to... You want some flavour. You want some flavour, but mm. also you want to have those extra mindful days. Yes, exactly. So that is small. And it is from Costco Drinks, and we will have details and the picture of the product on our website. And now for a cocktail hack from one of our experts. Hi, my name is Claire Warner. I'm the co-founder of Acorn Drinks. My cocktail hack is balsamic vinegar. It's the humble ingredient that all of us have got in our store cupboards, but it makes for a really delicious cocktail ingredient. So give it a go with acorn, aromatic and a splash of tonic and just write to me and tell me how delicious it is because I will not be surprised. So recently we popped into or popped down to, and I'll literally say pop down because it's a, a basement, mm-hmm. to a lovely new place, very, very new place called Seed Library. Yes, and it's from Ryan Chetiwadana, who is otherwise known as Mr. Lion and the Lion Team. Yeah. And this is their latest addition to what has been an incredibly popular portfolio for good reason, actually. They always deliver the goods on all sorts of fronts, whether they've championed sustainability or just showing people how to do different yeah, things with ingredients. Really, I know it's a bit of a cliche, but pushing the boundaries. Yeah, absolutely. What's, what's and possible. as Ryan likes to say, starting a conversation yeah. to get people thinking about the way that they're drinking. Yeah. So in terms of the place itself, as we say, it's called Seed Library. It's in what used to be the nightclub of the Ace Hotel. Yes. But it's now, been, it's now the 100. It's called 100. And this is the bar beneath it. Yeah, exactly. So it has got its own entrance, a separate entrance, which is lovely. And it has one of those, I loved it. It was one of those sort of things that we just would love as our living room, actually. It's got a really nice retro vibe. Beautifully lit, I think, because it makes you immediately, I think we went at about six o'clock. But it had that sort of feeling that you could have been there at any time yeah. of the night or day, to be to honest with you. Yeah, bit. exactly. Yeah. But and as you say, it does feel like a nice, funky lounge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's got a 70s kind of groovy vibe, but in a good way, you know. It's like, it's with the use of the colours, a lovely, warm, welcoming, huggy colours, you yeah. know. So there's lots of rusts and rich browns and russets and things like that that are immediately cosy aren't they yeah and then you've got punctuation points with sort of the red upholstery on the Mm. on the chairs and things and And also there was that lovely uh again this made it feel very home like was there's a big wall section of uh, wooden shelving with loads and loads of vinyl yeah if you're uh, into vinyl records this you'd love that love it just for that exactly so that also 
contributed to the homely yeah. feel, I think. Yeah. But what they're talking about is a lo-fi approach. So it is very much about being accessible, but being really comforting, I think, and welcoming. Yeah. Well, I think what's interesting about that, calling it a lo-fi approach, which is quite an interesting expression, mm. is that I guess a lot of Ryan's other bars they are intriguing because they approach the drinks very much from a flavour point of view Mm. rather than a traditional cocktail point of view, I think. But I think with this, it's flipped it on its head and it's still got all of that creativity. But you look at the names and they are cocktails that you kind of are familiar with. You know, But they are, I I hate using this word too much, but they are twisted, you know, really kind of nice variations on something. So, you know, there are martinis and gimlets and old fashions and things like that. But when you delve a little deeper into the menu, you think, ah, well, this is very, very different to what I expect. Yeah. And also the the menu is relatively short, but they're going to change it quite a lot. So it's not going to be something that gets changed just once every six months. It could be weekly. It might be even, you know, bi-weekly or something. Are they going to change the whole menu or are they just going to have drops? Not sure. They might switch out different. Yeah, it it depends. So, you know, I think that each time you go, then might be something new on the menu which is which is really nice so do you want to talk about said drinks i do i think we we both started with the thai basil oh i love that i mean vodka soda vodka soda you say it i mean and i like the fact they've got yeah that's quite bold to do isn't it because you know that is a lot of people's favorite drink and there's nothing wrong with that but mm. i like the fact they've got one on here but it's as they preceded with the words thai basil yeah so you're gonna it's gonna be so what it's made with is grey goose vodka pear thai basil and soda yeah it's it's so beautiful it was a really i mean i i, I don't think i've ever gone into a bar and ordered a, <laughs> a vodka soda me either you know but, but this came yeah. and it was so crisp delicious refreshing yeah. it had lots of flavor yeah, but yeah, it yeah. was just beautifully and it had balanced a, had some real backbone yeah as well, exactly it? it was yeah. beautiful i would definitely i think i could have a whole evening yeah, on that was, to be I, honest. what i liked about it it was as you say it was delicious it was refreshing had bags of flavour. So, you know, what's not to love about Mm. a drink that ticks all those boxes? Yeah, exactly. I had the Sancho Leaf Martini, which is made with, I love this, that they say very cold Belvedere Heritage Vodka, Cochi Dry Vermouth, and green sancho oil. Um, re- again, lovely. You know, we love a martini. This was a little bit different. And also with the with the oil on the top, it gives that lovely texture and, and rich mouthfeel. So it's Yeah, I, I, I also really enjoyed this. And for the pretty much the same reasons. I mean, I, I love a martini, as we both do. <laughs> Normally a gin one rather than vodka. But this had so much more going on. Mm. So it did make for an interesting variation. And I really loved it. Yeah. yeah. Anything else? Did you try the gimlet? I did actually. I can't remember what the variation on this. It's a cor- was. coriander seed. Oh, that was it. But yeah. yeah, I remember it just being a very intense drink, and mm. I mean that like in flavour in a good way. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It was the flavour that was intense. But we had a few cocktails there, and as you say, it's going to change regularly. So apart from the fact it's a really nice bar, and I, 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 it gives you extra reasons to want to keep going back, mm. that it's going to change. But also, I'd like to just add, it's a real 
you could go with a bunch of friends, but it's also got date night written all over it. Oh, yeah, it it's lovely. Yeah. And and also, uh, towards the end of the week and over the weekends, they will have um, changing DJs and things. Yeah, so I imagine that will... Yeah, and yeah. I think they've installed a really cool um, sound system in there as well. So you can imagine that even if you probably might pop in for one drink, you'd end up spending the evening. It's been really beautifully designed, I think, yeah. that, um, you know... Honestly, if this was on our doorstep, I'd be there every yeah, evening. <laughs> absolutely. And, and the other thing I think is really worth saying, on the current menu, the one we experienced, there were about 10 cocktails. Yeah, like nine that. or 10. Yeah. And they range from £9 to £11.50, yeah, which I really think is good really value. good for, for the creativity. For but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's wonderful, wonderful team there. One of the other things I wanted to mention, which I think is a little bit of fun, I know what you're going to say. Um, well, <laughs> the Tatty Smileys, <laughs> yeah. of course. But they have got this thing called the Baller Maker, which oh, I think is incredible. It's we, certainly... we didn't try this, folks, and you'll find out why. <laughs> it's a Baller Maker. So it's a bottle of Krug, six lemon drop cocktails, and you get your Tatty Smileys with that. And I think it what was it about £300 it's or something. A, it was exactly £300. <laughs> so that's, uh, we'll save up. And that's, be, for the, that's for the party for people. wedding yeah exactly yeah. but you can order the tatty smiles and they are so delicious yeah, aren't they, they? Make you laugh, yeah they? exactly not delicious but yeah. they're just sort of it fits in with that retro vibe yeah. that yeah. it does make you smile it's nice to see great drinks but with a sense of humor yeah exactly well. in that fantastic atmosphere yeah. so, so i think you can get bravo it. team really love this yeah place. yeah yeah and as you say <laughs> we wish it was our local yeah would exactly it would be quite dangerous <laughs> So that is Seed Library and it's open Wednesday to Sunday from 5pm till 1am and we are sure heading back there very soon. The Cocktail Lovers magazine is available in print and digital four times a year and a brand new issue will be available in April. In the meantime, why not catch up with the complete catalogue of back issues? For details, see thecocktaillovers.com slash magazine. A new addition to the cocktail library this week, and we literally only got this ourselves a few days ago, didn't mm, we? Yeah. And it is called the Oxford Companion to Spirits and Cocktails. And it's you know it's been published relatively recently, I think within the last year or so. Mm. But it's, I believe, it's the culmination of about 10 years, ten years worth yeah, of work. <laughs> well, you can see that. I mean, we've had to clear space in our library to make room for this yeah, it's a mighty huge book. Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> it's, mighty, it's just over 800 pages. Mm. And it is edited by David Wondrich with Noah Rothbaum. But there are lots of... Rothbound, mm -hmm. apologies. And there are quite a lot of other contributors because delving into it, it is an encyclopedia, effectively. Mm. It reminds me in the nicest way possible of those sort of, you know, those encyclopedias of my youth where I just pour over them and, you know, A for aviation, flying, not not the cocktail. Well, uh, both. As a child, <laughs> I'm talking. Um, but, you know, it's a serious 
book in terms of you can use it in all sorts of ways it is a brilliant reference mm. book i think for us it's going to just sit on our yeah, desk exactly and you know if you want to check something out because these days you know we all go on the internet obviously but it's nice to have this to yeah hand, like an old-fashioned dictionary and just think oh i just want to look at this up or it's that so up. much easier but also it just feels because they've got so many great people behind it that have contributed to yeah. certain sections you feel that yeah. yeah you've got the authority on it rather than going through the websites not quite sure if this is the right thing or if it's the definitive yeah, thing this really is the, the yeah. definition but, uh, just of to put it in context as well david wondrich is he's based in the states and he is like a real he's a guru yeah he's a guru he's a real drinks historian mm. so as you said the authority mm. is there. And in terms of how you can use it, you know, we've been looking, just randomly looking up things. Mm. And I think it's kind of nice to do that. You could just, just for the hell of it, just open a page at random. And in fact, why don't I do that? Go on. Open a page. <laughs> and this is absolutely unrehearsed, folks. I'm opening it. Okay, where are you? Oh, Lord. I, I knew I'd get something I couldn't pronounce. Uh, one, it, I'm in K. Uh, there's talk about the Knickerbocker, a single serving punch. And opposite that, I, that is, I can pronounce Knickerbocker. Well, but, I was but my, <laughs> my eye was taken on the other side, which is uh, Kirschwasser, which is Yeah, Kirsch. it's Kirschwasser. I got it right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm. So that, um, but what's nice is you. it's got everything. It's got drinks. So you can look up, I don't know, Manhattan or Dry Martini or whatever. It's got that. It's got individual spirits. It tells you the story of them and the history of them. Mm. It's got techniques so there's a you know if you want to look up how distillation is all mm. about um, it's got people so for instance it's got pieces on figures from yesteryear but it's also got contemporary people like uh dick bradsall so mm. there's a section on him and a section on one of his you know recipes and yes i should say there are recipes here there's uh, nothing to frighten the horses they are all classic yeah, recipes as they should be yeah so i really recommend this book shall I just pass it over to you so you can have another little flick through but i really recommend this as a, oh, 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 <laughs> yes, it's so yes, heavy you're doing your this is a very heavy and, well, it is. and you lift weights so that's yes, impressive exactly um, it's a great book honestly yeah. i did use this quite a lot this week because i was doing some research for a japanese spirit an ancient japanese spirit called oh, aramori okay and it was in here you know it's just, it's, it's just fantastic and and also there are a few photographs, not many, no. but um, just enough to keep you sated, yeah. I guess. And as we said, it has got lots of contributions from people that everybody holds in high esteem yeah. and they've been called on for a reason to contribute yeah. to this for book. their expertise. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So it is, as we say, the Oxford Companion to Spirits and Cocktails. Yeah, and it is £45 and worth every penny. Mm -hmm. And you can get it from all the usual online places. And I'm sure many great bookshops too. And now, a sponsored interview from Santa Teresa 1796 Rum and its global ambassador, Jeff Robinson. Here's where he talks to us about what makes Santa Teresa 1796 Rum unique and introduces the launch of its City Solera programme. 
Jeff, so tell us, Santa Teresa 1796 rum is renowned for its rich texture and exceptionally balanced smooth taste. What do you put this down to? 1796 is indeed renowned for its richness, texture and balance. We call Santa Teresa 1796 a single estate Solera rum. And what that actually means is that we make all of our rum ourselves on the Hacienda Santa Teresa. And this is a trait that I think is increasingly rare in the world of modern spirits production. And in doing that, we employ a uniquely complex production process. And it's that process that results in that richness and that texture that you mentioned. You know, the richness, I would say, really comes down to the first stage of that production process in which we use two different types of fermentation and two different methods of distillation to produce three styles of rum, a light, heavy, and a pot still rum. And these are aged for between four to 35 years in ex-bourbon barrels before Nestor and Nancy, our maestros Reneros, blend them together by taste to create what we call the Solera refill. There's no machine that can do this. This is just their decades of accumulated experience. And by doing that, each blend is now going to consist of up to 30 individual casks. And it's there that I think we really build that richness that we're so proud of. However, the the balance, that smoothness, if you will, really comes down to the use of our traditional Spanish Solera, where we transform all of those disparate casks into this one, what we think is a superlative rum, Santa Teresa 1796. You've mentioned about the Solera system. How does it affect the overall enjoyment of Santa Teresa 1796? The Solera is really the magical process in the overall production. And, you know, Solera is still, I think, very misunderstood because there's no real official regulation as to what Solera means, what can be called Solera, what can't. You know, we use a very traditional Spanish Solera system that we simply adopted from sherry producers in Spain. And it's really a combination of dynamic blending and patient resting. But most importantly, it's a continuous, never-ending process because the barrels in our Solera are never fully emptied. So ours was first filled in 1992 with our mother rum, our first ever rum, and that was containing rums up to 80 years old. And some of that mother rum is still present in every single bottle, again, because we haven't ever emptied those barrels. So when we introduce that new blend that Nestor and Nancy make, it's sort of a process where every previous blend we've ever put in there is teaching the younger blends. The older blends are teaching the younger blends, essentially marrying with them to round out those sharp edges and and add that nuance, that sophistication, and ultimately, again, become one cohesive rum, Santa Teresa 1796. Your brand new, very exciting initiative, City Solera, combines Solera method with another really important factor for Santa Teresa rum, that's community. Can you tell us about City Solera and how it encompasses these two essential elements? Community underpins everything that we do. You know, making rum is our craft and we're incredibly proud of that, but that craft supports what we call our purpose and that's to inspire positive outcomes in our communities in the most unexpected ways. And we do that every day in Venezuela with our social enterprise arm, the Foundation Santa Teresa, but we also want to do that in every city, with every bartender, anywhere that you can find a bottle of Santa Teresa 1796. So City Solera embodies that attitude by 
primarily focusing on collaboration over competition and bringing together some of the city's best bartenders together, experience what the Solera system means and create the first ever city Solera rums together. So the way that works is our brand ambassadors and our key cities are hosting a series of Solera masterclasses in which they bring bartenders together for a step-by-step tasting of our process, tasting all the way through the process from light, heavy pot still rums to the different blends. And then those bartenders get a chance to create their own blends, their own Solera refills, if you will. And our brand ambassadors collect all the different blends and in the style of a Solera blend those together to create the first ever city Solera rum for that city. Now, following that, that blend will be unveiled at an exclusive sort of grand finale tasting event where all the participating bars and other invited on trade will come and taste the City Solera blend next to Santa Teresa 1796. So who will be taking part? We're currently launched in three cities, Paris, London, and Madrid, and that will be followed up by Miami and Hamburg in the summer. Our brand ambassadors have gone out into the on-trade and, and found from amongst the city's top bars, bartenders who are interested in learning more about Solera and keen to be a part of this program. But at the moment, we have this incredible array of bars, you know, world-class and iconic bars like Trailer Happiness, Lucky Cane and Satan's Whiskers in London, Sam and Guru in 1862 in Madrid and, and The Dash and 1802 and Gravity Bar in Paris. And our hope is that this will continue to grow year and year. And next year, we'll expand to more cities and to more bars within each of those cities. Each of the participating bars is also being challenged to create their own bespoke Santa Teresa 1796 cocktail inspired by the whole Solera process and the City Solera program. Those cocktails will be available in those bars and restaurants throughout April. And then at the end, when we have that grand finale tasting, we will be selecting one single City Solera cocktail as emblematic of the City Solera rum from each city. Where can people find out more about the whole City Solera and what's going on? So in very 21st century fashion, the, the best way is to follow us on social media. So number one, follow me, underscore G Robinson, on Instagram, and I'll be posting updates about all of the programs throughout all of the cities. And of course, also following Santa Teresa Rum on Instagram. But I'd also make sure to follow the ambassador in your city. So if you're in London, follow Eric Tinka. If you're in Paris, Benjamin Nolf, Madrid, Luis Vieira. They will be posting real-time updates for the masterclasses, for where to find the cocktails. Another good one would be to follow the hashtag, hashtag CitySolera1796, because all the content will be connected to that. And of course, make sure you follow Cocktail Lovers as you'll be getting some updates through here as well. We will mention all of these Instagram handles and addresses in our show notes. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Cocktail Lovers podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please tell your friends and make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. For more details on the people, places and products mentioned today, head over to our website, thecocktaillovers.com. Dot com.